Hello, everyone, and happy holidays. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Now, this is episode number 70, recorded on Monday, December 20th, 2021, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. Now, on today's program, we're going to be talking about Fort Wayne's street department. I'm biased. But our street department is one of the best departments in the country in terms of keeping our roads smooth and safe, as well as maintaining them throughout the year, especially during snowy winter events. We are truly grateful for the men and the women who work every day in our street department. So today, for an inside look on the daily operations of our street department, I'm thrilled to welcome Brian Shimkus, Skimkus, I'm sorry, Skimkus, uh, to the show. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and thank you for that introduction. Uh, I'd have to agree with you on all that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, you've been with the uh, city of Fort Wayne for a while. Uh, so what, why don't you tell our listeners what the, uh, what the duties of the street department are? Yeah, sure. Uh, we actually break our year up into three different seasons. Um, we're getting ready to start our winter season, which is typically runs from January till the end of March. It's all weather permitting, dealing with snow. So um, during that time period, we what we do is we break the city up into 18 different snow routes. We uh, we have two different facilities. We have a north facility out on Rothman Road, and we have a the central facility here on Lafayette Street. And we, and we fill up both those facilities with people. And during this period of time, we are responsible for any snow events that come into Fort Wayne, any any salting events, and, and we also take care of all the patching that goes on throughout the wintertime during that time period. Um, when we get a little closer to April and we know that the snow is over for the year, that's when we turn into our construction season is what we call it. And that typically lasts from right around April 1st to November 1st. Um, in Fort Wayne, we are very, very fortunate to have our own asphalt plant. We have our own milling machine. And through coordinating with uh, city engineering, we pave 10 to 12 miles a year of all the city streets out there. Um, so we do have a, a full-force paving crew and a milling crew. We also have a chip and seal crew. I think at this point here, we still have about 150 miles of, four, of chip and seal in, in Fort Wayne. Uh, we're, kind of, we're, we're starting to get move away from we are. We are. Uh, chip and seal. We, and to, to full asphalt, right? Yes, we 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 started something new last year, and, and that's 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 the idea, Mr. Mayor, is that it's going to take a, a long period of time, but we want to uh, eliminate the chip and seal in Fort Wayne, you know. And, and what we're doing is last year we were chipping sealing about ten to twelve miles a year, just like our paving crew. We knocked that down to six or eight miles last year, and then started to go out, and we're starting to convert some of the chip and seal streets into asphalt. So I think last year we did two or three miles of it last year, and we're hoping to do four to five miles this year. And as time progresses, you know, we'll, we'll slowly start winding down to where we're, we're getting more towards the asphalt and, and kind of moving, moving away from the chip and steel. Well, Brian, I, I know you get a lot of uh, calls, and I, I get a few calls and emails about people wanting their roads redone because they see some cracks in their asphalt or they see a pothole and as a result they think it's time to redo their street uh what's the normal life of an asphalt street an asphalt street can last quite a while it, it, it can last a good 10 15 years chip and seal is more like 10 years 
and the thing about that is that through our engineering department, they have a they have a they have a rating system, mm-hmm. and we we pretty much go off of that. They have a they, they have an outstanding uh, crew that goes out there and actually rate every single street in Fort Wayne. Now they go in, they bore down, don't they? Yes, to find they out how. Yep. So they can they can bore down a foot and, and find out what out. the street was and how, how thick is an asphalt street. We, I know it might vary, but it, it, it varies quite a bit. It could be a foot deep on on some of our big giant roads, but uh, on the side streets, typically three to five inches of asphalt is what we'll have. That's because there. trucks don't go down side streets, right? Right, right. right. Put the wear and right. tear on. Right. So I got that one figured out. Yeah. Okay. And then it, concrete streets, we do have a number of concrete streets, primarily in the suburbs. Yes, we do. Uh, and what's the life of a concrete street? Oh, concrete can last a very long time. It's 30, 35 years on concrete, 20 to 30 years on concrete. The problem with concrete is it's so expensive to replace. <laughs> I mean, concrete's a great product for that 20, 30 years, but then when it starts to deteriorate, it's very costly to go in and fix. And during our construction season, we do have a concrete crew. We're primarily working on the sidewalks, and the citizens really love that program. We're doing a lot of sidewalks in neighborhoods, around schools. We're, we don't do so much of the streets. We're concentrating quite a bit on the sidewalks, and the engineering department is dealing with all the different streets as far as concrete goes. Um, during that summer season, also the construction season, we also have a crack seal crew, and they crack seal quite a few miles of streets every year. They also do an asphalt preservation program on that crew where we try to shoot about 10 miles of asphalt preservative onto streets that we just paved to try to keep the asphalt soft, keep it from deteriorating faster, give it a little bit longer life. It uh, keeps it from cracking, potholes, you know. Um, and during that construction time, too, we also, have, we also have three section crews. We break the city up into three, three areas. The, our North Barn, what we call our North Barn on Rothland Road, they take care of the entire north side of town. Um, it's a section crew. And then we run the southeast and the southwest section crews out of the Lafayette Street. Mm-hmm. Now, those crews are responsible for all the patching in those areas, all the right-of-way mowing in those areas, all the street sweeping, any alley orders or berm orders that come in. If people want their alleys graded, um, they take care of all that stuff. So there's there's quite a bit going on all the time at the street. Now, department. we're doing more and more with alleys now. Absolutely. We, we used to uh, just kind of ignore our alleys. Well, uh, because you know, well, it was, you know, it, nobody really saw them, and yeah. uh, nobody really paid much attention. But over the past several years, there's been a whole renewed interest in alleys. There really has, and, and I think that's what our public works department and, and and the efforts that they're putting forth towards um, redoing a lot of the concrete alleys out there. And and even over the last couple of years, they've they've tasked us with. They'll call us and say, "Hey, go out and." chip and seal this alley or go out and pave this alley and it's okay as long as our, our equipment can fit down the alley some of the alleys are just too narrow we can't get a 12-foot paver or the 12-foot chipper box down the alley so some of them some of them are kind of are impossible to do with what we have right now but yeah alleys is is a is a big focus in the public works department uh and most of our alleys it are in the core of our city yes uh not too many alleys in the in the suburbs not much no but, no uh, and that's true, I think, in a lot of other right. other studies as well. So if I'm a citizen and I see a pothole, uh, so I just call 311 and let them know? Absolutely. That helps us out immensely. Um, it's we're, we're timed on our potholes. I mean, I'm very proud of our, our pothole response time. And, and, and as you said at the beginning of the podcast, Mr. Mayor, I put, I put up our entity against any place in the, in, the, in the United States, any municipality. 
Um, if you call a pothole in a Fort Wayne, we'll have it filled within eight hours, eight working hours. Yeah. And I think I've showed you the numbers before. We're mm-hmm. actually we actually keep it down to about two and a half hours, but our goal is to keep it to eight hours. And uh, I don't know too many other cities. In fact, I was in Indianapolis not too long ago. Well, I guess it's been a year or so ago, and I hit a pothole that actually blew my tire. Oh. And uh, fortunately, I was next to a filling station that also repaired tires, so I was really fortunate. But I called the mayor there and let him know, and we were talking about the potholes. And uh, uh, when I told him that we filled our potholes within eight hours, he couldn't believe it. He said, in, in, in Indianapolis, it was two or three days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable how quickly we, we address those. Now, in the, in the wintertime, you fill the potholes with, a, uh, with what they call a cold mix. Yes, sir. And in the summer, hot mix. Yes, What's sir. the difference between those? The difference is when you can work with the materials. You know, it's too cold to work with hot mix in, during the winter months. So we actually, like I said, we have the benefit of having our own asphalt plants. So we produce our own cold mix, too, and we keep it on storage. And we actually give city utilities some of our cold mix. The water department uses some of our cold mix. Um, so it's a citywide procedure that we you know we all have asphalt but the cold mix we can work with it all day long in colder temperatures and it doesn't last as long but it works but it gets you through the winter months absolutely absolutely you may have to come back that summer and Uh, we do we do do that in april when we we start in april we go on a kind of a patching blitz and we go out and we just go and blanket everything that we patched all all winter long with the cold mix with the hot mix and and replace the product with hot mix. Now, a lot of times we'll get calls from citizens who don't live in the city limits. Mm -hmm. All of the work that the street department does, whether it's leaf pickup or snow plowing or fixing your potholes or repaving, you're pretty much restricted to the city limits, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I've had people that tell me, they can tell when they get to Fort Wayne too. The difference in the, the difference in the way Fort Wayne looks compared to other other places. I've had I've had different people from different counties say you can tell when you get to Fort Wayne. It's different there. there whether it's a snow event or the potholes or like we're talking about, we we do we're very proactive here. I'm very proud of that. Well, speaking of snow events, we so far this year have been pretty fortunate yes, as far have. as snow, but we know it's coming. Yes. Uh, it'll be January or February, and we'll be knee-deep in snow. Uh, one of the challenges I know you have is plowing streets, particularly residential streets, where maybe there's parking on both sides. That's tough, yes. Uh, how, how does the street department, but number one, what are your priorities? When it starts snowing, uh, obviously a lot of people want their residential streets done right away right but i do know that you have priorities number one and number two how can citizens help you well i'll tell you our our priorities are of course we go out and do all of our main arteries first that's our number one priority we have number ones number twos and number threes the number ones are going to be the highly traveled main arteries through fort wayne now we classify number twos has there's they're still main arteries, but they just might be cut-throughs that we know our citizens use to get from this main artery to this main artery, where there's a lot of traffic on that street. So we classify those as twos. We go out and do all those. Once those are all done, if we get three inches of snow, we do go into the side streets and do all the subdivisions too. So that's that's the process when we first start a, uh, 
any snow event is how much snow did we get? What, mm-hmm. what are we going to do? I mean, we're very lucky in Indiana. It's a very weird place as far as <laughs> we, there's so much we'll get a snowstorm on a Tuesday. We'll go out and plow the main drags. And then it's 40 degrees on Wednesday and then it all goes away anyway. It's just a matter of making sure the citizens are as safe as possible while the event is going on, making sure everybody can get to where they need to go, make sure the children go to school, make sure your, I've said it before, your family, your friends, your neighbors, we all live here. We need to be able to get to wherever we can go in a safe manner. And, and that we, we throw the kitchen sink at everything we get. I've, always, I've joked people before, I've always said this, this administration has a zero tolerance policy on unsafe <laughs> road conditions in Fort Wayne. We need to make sure our emergency vehicles can get places. We need to make sure our, our citizens can go where they want to go. Was there anything the citizens can do, though, during these, these snow events? I mean, I... I I don't know what all citizens can do except stay off the roads. Stay off the roads, watch yeah. Netflix, relax, be patient. Try not to pass our trucks. There's, If you see salt trucks out there, I'd take advantage of it. Stay behind them. Stay a couple hundred foot behind them. But and, you want to stay far enough behind exactly. them so the That's salt what, doesn't go all over Stay a couple far. hundred foot behind them and, and get home safely. <laughs> I mean, I understand people are in a rush sometimes, but if if... if if we have cars trying to pass, these are big trucks, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's, there's no reason to put yourself in an unsafe situation like that. So be patient. Um, get informed on the storm, what's going to happen. I mean, we had a couple snowstorms last year in February where we had one. It snowed for, I think, 23 hours. I mean, literally, we were out on the main drag for 23 hours to where people were calling going hey when are you going to get my side street and it was like we're not even done with and you plow 24 hours a day oh absolutely yeah we uh, yeah we're never we're never once once the snow event starts and you know it's going to be we're there uh, i've said this many times too if if you're home binging a tv show when it's snowing outside rest assured we're here we've been here and we'll be here until everything is safe and far away an event that bothers me actually more than snow is ice. Yeah. Uh, ice events, uh, to me, are much more dangerous Absolutely. than snow uh, because you really many times can't control your vehicle. Yes. Uh, is there any advice that you can give uh, for ice events besides well, staying home? <laughs> not real. I mean, ice events are extremely dangerous, and they are, um, they are our biggest concern at the street department, too. We can deal with snow. Ice events, sometimes you lose control of a situation where I've been out there before, and I think everybody has, where you literally can't really move yeah. safely in a vehicle. Um, the only thing we try to do proactively at the street department is is that if we, if we can predict that an ice event is coming, which is tough to do, but what we tried to do, we had one happen a couple years ago, and what we did was we had all of our drivers in place in their routes, all of them out about on the street, because the last thing you want to do is have an ice event and then have everybody trying to leave somewhere and trying to get some, mm-hmm. it's the, the process takes too long. So what we did as a department is we got into place and tried to be out there where we could actually make a difference right away. Cause as soon as you throw the salt on ice, it will melt. So it, there's not a, there's not a, a great deal of advice you can give anybody on an ice storm except for stay home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally there's, 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 Nothing. There's nothing much you can do what other than is, be ready for it. What is <coughs> beet juice? You've heard. Yeah, yeah. You've heard about beet juice, or we have, and, and you read about it. Uh, are we actually talking beets that you eat? Yeah, there is. There's, there's oh, there's all kinds of products out there right now. There's there's beet products. There's there's corn and you put products. this on snow or ice. No. 
we add that to a liquid. You can add you can add any of these derivatives that they've come up with to a um, to we make our own brine in Fort Wayne. Brine. We yeah we make our own salt salt water is all it is salt water. Um, we have a brine machine. I have forty thousand gallons of brine stored up right now. I've got. 10,000 gallons at the North facility, and I've got about 30,000 at the Lafayette Street facility. And that's what we do a lot of our pre-treating with. Now, when you get into the different derivatives, the beet juice, uh, corn, they actually make some up in vodka, believe it or not. <laughs> they really do. Oh, ouch. So what those do, what those do is they, they give you another weapon to where if you are in a, in, a, in a really cold event, if it's below 15 degrees outside, 10 degrees, you know, salt really loses its ineffectiveness. Mm-hmm. But if you go out here with that, some of those additives, the beet juice or, or the, and add it to your brine, it will, it will melt. I actually oh, saw yeah. it myself. I, I couldn't believe it. I've been with the city for 36 years now. I literally saw it three years ago where we actually melted ice on Ardmore Road when it was three degrees out. And I never thought I'd be able to see that happen, but I saw it happen. And, you know, my, my concern was, this is just going to freeze right back up. Yeah. But we melted it, bladed it off. and With the vegetable juice. With the vegetable juice, uh, yeah. With, I'll be kind. Yeah, combined with the brine. Uh, now, one of the questions I get asked, too, and now we haven't done this for quite a while, but I still get asked, why don't we use sand? We used to use oh, sand. So messy. People don't like that. Yeah, but they we, still they it, think it's going to give them traction. We do give them. We do. We use a. a what's funny is talking about beet juice. We use a, a what we call a hot sand in the in the wintertime. And getting back to some of our snow and ice events, you know, our, our policy is we can't salt the residential street. It's just too much. There's no. I mean, you're talking about what twelve hundred miles and mm-hmm. nine hundred miles. I mean, there's there's no possible way. By the time we got done salting it, it would have melted anyway. So. Um, but there, there was a time last year in February where, where we had to address the side streets because people literally couldn't get to the main drags. Mm-hmm. They, it was, they were crashing into each other mm-hmm. 100 foot from their houses. So we, as a department said, we have to go in here and we have to make a difference. And the sand really gives them a lot of traction. But with this hot stuff, this beet juice that's actually mixed into the sand. So on top of the traction, they actually get some melting effect. Now we have to go back in and blade it later because it, you know, kind of fluffs up and makes it messy. But, but it's it, for for safety reasons and for traction reasons, it works very well. As far as dumping sand all over the place, it's, that's bad for the sewer system too, isn't it? The sewer system would be out there with the street sweepers, and people wouldn't like that. I mean, it just would really. But for a while, we used to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 County just, used it for a long time. Well, what? Uh, what of information do you think citizens of Fort Wayne need to know? Uh, well, let me back up for a second. Uh, there is another question. Uh, the leaf pickup this year. You're not going to ask me about leaf season? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, uh, it was a rather unusual year. Uh, it, they dropped late this year, did they not? It always is. Um, yeah, leaf season, I wish, you know, we, we seem to deal with the same, about the same amount of numbers every year. You know, we haul... Four to five thousand loads of leaves. We pick up twenty-three to twenty-four thousand leaf bags a year. It doesn't matter when they fall. It still ends up being about the same number. We're still the same city every year. Leaf season is so unpredictable, and we never get this. We never get the the perfect leaf <laughs> season. You know, half the leaves fall the first pass, and yeah. it never happens like that. Last year, they all fell at once That's in the right. first three weeks. So we found ourselves behind at first, and then caught back up. This year here is just the opposite. They didn't. They started to fall a little bit, then they stopped, and they didn't fall for three weeks. 
So, uh, you know, I get some calls from people going, why are you wasting your time? We're not. Mm -hmm. Believe me, we go out on Monday and Tuesday and and finish up our Mm -hmm. whatever area we're in. Then we go back to tasks. We go back to passion. We go back to putting salters on vehicles and and storing stuff up for the wintertime. And then we go back picking up leaves the next Monday. Um, it's it leaf season is a is a is a time of adjustments. It's we very unpredictable. It, it's yes. very unpredictable. Yes. And I and I say this all the time. We're in the mother nature business, and in northeastern Indiana, from November to April, we have to be able to make adjustments all the time. Like right now, our department is working six days a week. We've been working eleven hour days for the last two weeks, just because of the amount of leaves that are out there now. We are getting very close. We're our, I think we're going to be done with lease season next week, which is kind of perfect for the time of year we're in right now. And that's the thing about lease season. People are always saying, why don't you pick up leaves? In, we can't pick up leaves in January. I have to plow snow in January. We have to have all my trucks ready to plow snow. Well, the weather has been uh, accommodating this year as far as picking up leaves. Yes. Uh, so we probably won't need a spring leaf pickup. We still we won't do a spring pickup. What we always do is we always offer our citizens uh, a two-week period of time at the end of March, April, where if they did have some of those leaves that hung on and, and, and or they just didn't have time to get them up, mm-hmm. we do a two-week process where we'll, we'll go out and pick up leaf bags using our 311 system for a two-week period of time. And we'll announce those dates later because those are all going to be weather depending again. Right. When we feel like, okay, we're done with snow events, let's move on, let's pick up leaf bags for a couple of weeks and start construction season. So we'll, we'll make those announcements sometime in, in, in towards the end of March. We've covered a lot of material today. Yes, sir. Is there anything else that, that uh, you think the citizens need to know? No, I, I think our, our citizens are very well informed. I mean, the different, if they have any questions, they can always get on the city of fortwayne.org. They can look at the streets department specifically. They can look at our LEAF website right now. That's updated every day. Um, I think there's a lot of information out there. And what I've always found just from talking to citizens on the phone when, when they've reached out to me, is once they find out what the process is and what is actually going on, everybody feels a lot better about everything. You know, we're, we're trying to do the best job we can every single day, and we're, we're not going to stop doing that. Well, as you said earlier, and I tried to make a point of it, too, when I first opened this show, we do have a tremendous street department. I've had the pleasure of going to a number of cities during my term as mayor, and uh, our street department really is uh, second to none. And Brian Skims, it's a part of that. So thank you for the the work that you do. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, I do want to thank you and your hardworking team for all the work that you do and for serving our citizens every day. Thank you, Ms. Brown. Well, all of you, thank you again for for listening today. Uh, It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. And this is Tom Henry, Mayor of the City of Fort Wayne, and we'll see you again soon.